Welcome to Hot Local Singles, the podcast about pop music and gay guys and stuff. My name's Josh. My name's Steph. I'm joined by... (laughs) (laughs) My name is Juan. (laughs) I'm joined by Steph. Um, Yeah, this is Juan, my my sleigh of the week. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) We're on a trigger warning for those in a room like the silliest of moods we've been in a while it's a good combination of like tiredness with depression and alcohol yeah my my covid joint sleigh is us being together (laughs) in the same city Mm. in different rooms yet miles apart yes i can't talk about it it hurts my feelings too much it's really hurtful i decided last minute to travel to toronto but the same happened to happen the same weekend where like a lockdown was announced and also just in general health concerns Make it so that even though we're in the same city, we're not in the same room. Yeah, and ultimately, I do blame Doug Ford, who should resign, by the way. (laughs) But no, I don't blame anyone else. And um, I do hope we see each other later this weekend or next week. But yeah, I'm fucking pissed. What a depressing situation. The sun's gone. It's about to set. She left. I mean, it's almost three now. And yeah, so anyways, we have tons of pop songs this yep. week and some rap ones too some yeah that's right some stuff came out um grimes got in trouble for getting government money mm-hmm. which um i don't care about really um, it's from what the math i did it was fifteen thousand canadian dollars for every minute of so heavy i fell through the earth <laughs> <laughs> which to me is just like the price of art. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. The most expensive song in history. I will say yeah. I've been a bit, I've been addicted to that song as anyone with a like, Twitter. It's your Twitter theme song at this point. It really is. Um it's mostly a Twitter controversy. I don't think it's really even made the news, but people were complaining because Factor, which is like a is it a government body? Or yeah. is it a private? Okay. Essentially they get they do get pi- taxpayer money and they distribute it to like artists. And hmm. especially in 2020, the assumption is that it would be distributed to people who are struggling, like music right. artists who are struggling. And then in the budget it came out that they gave ninety thousand, I think. Yeah. It was ninety directly to Grimes and then a few more to Grimes' label or something like that. I right. Think. Yeah. And people were pissed because obviously Grimes is not a struggling artist. She is indeed married to a billionaire. And even on her, mm-hmm. in her own right, she has, I think, enough money. Right. Yeah. And she's also signed to a label, I'm assuming. She she must be. She is. What am I saying? So she doesn't, like, need funding for the next album, right? She already has it. She's good. Yeah, she's yeah. fucking good to go. Elon Musk could produce the whole album. Literally, yeah, yeah. With his EDM. (laughs) But yeah, also the subtext is that Canadian art is very much a grant-based system. I think you were saying this once, how like art schools in Canada teach students how to write grant applications, whereas art schools in the U.S. are very much about like how to sell your art and like... Interesting. I don't think Maybe that wasn't you. You know what that was? That was... That was high tea. I was listening to it. Oh, really? high tea. <laughs> and they were talking about how Canadian art school is about the grants. And about, they would like, know because private. they both went to art school, yeah. Yeah, it's about yeah. public funding and how to like kind of scam that and like say the right stuff in your very, very long applications. But Americans, it's all about like, how do I make this commercial? Totally. Um, so like in Canada, to be successful as an artist of any kind, you are kind of 
inherently writing these things, these long yeah. applications. So that's why people were so upset because it's like a finite pool of money. And I think people get denied for it all the time. You yeah. Know? I know it's hard to get for a fact. Right. There's a lot of famous Canadians for how many Canadians there are in the world. Like there's too many mm -hmm. famous and successful, like creatively successful Canadians for how little Canadians there are in the world. There's only 33 mm -hmm. million, but there's like always Canadians making it. There's like 30 million famous Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with like a robust system of funding for by like, like public institutions that the U.S. doesn't have. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I, I think it is true that Canada does fund its artists, but I think it is shitty. I mean, I see where people are coming from. I don't think Grimes needed the money. But then someone, I forget who tweeted, sort of explaining why Factor would do that in the sense that Grimes, like they could print the Canada logo on a Grimes album or promote yes. it. So I can see the reasoning why, of course, yeah. It's to their benefit to give money to Grimes because Grimes kind of puts them on the map in a way. Yes, yeah. it becomes kind of nationalist yeah. propaganda for Canadian art and mm -hmm. the idea of Canada as like an artful place. Exactly. Which very much is an angle we push. Yeah, especially like an arts funding organization is going to try to push that. Even to legitimate their own budget in front of the government, they're going to be like, oh, of course right. we need money. Look at all the amazing artists we've been supporting. Yeah. It is to their benefit to see, to be like, oh yeah, we supported Grimes over like, we supported like what? Like Blue Hawaii, something that no one listens to? No, it has to be something that is- Oh my God. <laughs> you saying Blue Hawaii this year of all years? Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I can see why Factor has a stake in giving money to Grimes just because it gives them legitimacy. That being said, I think it's a shitty thing to do, especially in 2020. Grimes does not need that money. Even if she wasn't married to- Elon Musk, she doesn't need any funding to make art. She already has it. So it's a shitty thing to do from them. Especially so much money. 90000 is so much money. It is literally a lot of money, yeah. yeah. So she doesn't hire musicians. She just does everything in garage band. She does it herself. Yeah. I mean, she bought those billboards in LA. That's expensive. <laughs> she used to have a huge billboard on Park Avenue in Fairmount that was there for like years. That's so sexy. She needs to do that again. I think that's really important. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Actually, it wasn't her billboard. It was an Apple billboard selling laptops. That's famous. We've talked yeah. about that billboard before. I think we yeah. have, actually, yeah. Yeah, because that, again, anything she touches becomes Twitter fodder. I know. It's crazy. So that's the factor thing. Do we care enough to keep... I mean, there's not much more to say. It's shitty. It would be... Like, I feel everyone agrees with that statement. All I can say is Doug Ford resign and move on. Uh, okay. Doug Ford enact <laughs> sick pay and resign and move but, on. <laughs> what about Factor? We don't care now. Factor is great. I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Factor resign. Grimes stopped taking money from... I'm a, I'm a Canadian taxpayer. That's my money. That's your, yeah, that's your yeah. money. You're to yours too. It's my money too, sort mm. of. But I, I get huge refunds every year. So yeah, same back here, shouldn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on EI as we speak, so. I'm um, not. I wish I was. You should apply. Can you? I've been on it. It's like I'm in a weird little gray area right now. Mm. So I haven't been on it in two months. Oh, crazy. It's a long story, yeah. Anyways. But I'm happy for anyone who is on it because I do believe there should be a minimum income. Mm-hmm. 
in this and, glorious nation of ours. Exactly. And to be fair, EI is not even well for its money that I worked for. Granted, I only have the hours because they changed the rules for COVID. Right. But it's like money that they took away from me originally while I was working. Mm -hmm. yeah. The rules before were like draconian though. Yeah. You had to work like for a full year to even qualify or something like that. A full year on the books, like no freelance. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, it was bullshit. Whereas this I got from working like I think two months. Yeah. So it's pretty iconic. Yeah. So annoying. Doug Ford resign. <laughs> <laughs> Trudeau resign. Doug Ford resign. Doug Ford resign. What's fat. the name of the Quebec one? His party's the CAC. Legault. Like Francois Legault resign. Not Chrétien. <laughs> That's a throwback. Oh my God. Francois. That porn guy. <laughs> Francois Legault. Oh yeah. Francois. With the tattoo. Francois. What's his name? Scalp. Yeah, yeah. We all know the guy, but I forget his name. I forget too, but we've said his, we've said his name before on this very radio show. He's like retro. I feel like no one cares about him anymore. I think he's just old, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd give it all, but anyways, that's for another day. I'm like Googling tattoo guy, the gay porn tattoo head is what I'm Googling to try to find the name. <laughs> Francois yeah. Sagat. Sagat. That's right. That's the guy. Basically the same name. Yeah. Anyways. I guess it's time for music, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And we're pop music. What a big, it's been three weeks since we've done this, and it's been a big three weeks. Yeah, pop music is back. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like in a way, here's my theory really quick. I think people are just like releasing everything they can before mm. the dead zone, because as we all know, like after December like 17, there's no new music for like a month. Yeah, that's right. So everyone's like, okay, this is the last chance we have. And actually, my release radar is already filling up with like Christmas releases. Did you did you notice that? Mm -hmm. Like Mabel has a Christmas one. I think it's worse for you because you've been listening to a lot of Christmas shit, though. I don't have that many. That's true, but it's yeah. not really based on genre. It's based on like artist name, right? I think it's what artists you like. Yeah. So all my like basic UK radio shit is mm -hmm. releasing Christmas stuff for basic UK radio. <laughs> So yeah, no, you're right though. To bring it back, it is all about releasing before the Christmas freeze. Mm -hmm. And that is what we're dealing with today on Hot Local Singles. Yeah. We're going to rate every song either hot or local. And yeah, should we start with Ava Max as a little twist? Well, I just haven't listened to it though. You I, Have you actually not listened to Ava no, Max? No, not at all, sorry. Okay, listener, this was a huge oversight on our part. I've been listening to this song, but I forgot to add it to the short list. So what I'm going to do is make Juan listen to it. Okay. Yeah, let's listen to it now. The verse sounds like na 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 na. You remember that song? What's in it? It is okay. around the world. No, it's not around the world. It's something similar. It is. No, it's not. It is confirmed. <laughs> it is. This is so not my vibe, though. Are you kidding? It's too much, huh? It's too bombastic. It's like yeah, exactly. It's too European too. Oh, God, you are speaking my language, but in the wrong way. Exactly, yeah. No, no, I like it, but it's like too electronic European dance music. Wait, it's not around the world. It's, that's you're gay, that's like, shut up. What's the name of that shut song? Shut up, you're gay. You are humming the song that is no. sampled in the song, which yeah, is called yeah, yeah. Around the World. It's not around the world. Oh, yes, maybe it is called Around the World. I'm thinking, not Around the World by Daft Punk, no. No. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Like, not Venga Boys, but some shit, yeah. It's yeah, Around yeah. the World by, like, I mean, who cares? Okay, okay. Again, yeah. the listener's screaming. I'm sorry, listener. Yeah, it's been, we're, we're both uh, bringing that today a bit. 
Yeah, I'm like acting like I'm hungover, but I did nothing last night. I didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't even drink anything. Okay, so please, now that I've berated poor Eva Max, please tell us why you love the song. Sorry. Oh, man. I mean, it is just what I want. Do I think it's a perfect song? Um, a little. I don't think it's genius. <laughs> I think I'm ready for this era of sampling, this era of references. Mm-hmm. Because I would argue, like, even before this year, we were skewing more towards post-2000s references in pop music, right? But then this year kind of put a wrench in my theory of disco being dead, because as we all know, it's been more alive than ever. ever to my uh, to my chadrin, ch- chadrin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that word is, I'm tired. <laughs> to my chadrin, disco's been huge. But I swear we were getting into like more ravey kind of like 2000s yeah. references. And with this, we're going full, I'm blue, da dee da Yeah, you know? it's like it's that. It's that. You know what this is? That song what by is it? Lindsay Lohan that didn't make a splash, but that sampled, um, what's the name of that? Is it oh. Alice DJ? What's the name of Great that? point. Alice DJ, Better um, Off Alone. Yeah, yeah. She sampled that in a song that barely anyone listened to, but. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> But that's the exact vibe I'm talking about. And that's not the only thing like that that's happened this week, even. Because Ray, who you famously kind of hate and I famously keep an eye on, this British kind of radio singer, released an album called Euphoric Sad Songs, which is basically just like, I don't know, like keywords and a title. (laughs) It's like really cheap, honestly. Yeah, honestly. It's clearly label-oriented. But anyways, she has a song called Regardless, and it's a sample of that song by I-I-O. You know, like the two I's are lowercase and the O is capitalized. No, can you picture that? I can picture it, but I've never heard of that. Rapture, sung by I-I-O. Rapture. So it samples that and it's a la-la-la chorus, just like right. Ava Max, but right, slightly right. different because it's a different song. So all at once, we're kind of returning to this very nostalgic for people our age time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a coincidence. No. You know who does that a lot? Who? Like, Latin American reggaeton loves to... Fuck, what was it recently? Someone recently did a... Like, a sample song of Rhythm of the Night. Like, this is the rhythm mm. of the night. Which is similar kind of vibe, I think. Isn't that older? It might be a bit older, but I feel like it's 90s. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's not disco. It's more like trancey. Yeah, totally. You know what? When you put contextualize it like that, I'm a pushover, but I think I'm getting behind this Eva Max. I don't like the song and I won't listen to it, but I appreciate the effort. It might creep up on you. You never know. Yeah, I think it could. I have to assume it's going to go number one in the UK. This Regardless song by Ray is maybe not quite as good, but there's something to it as well. Right. If you've ever liked, you know, that type of music. But yeah. And you know what? Ava Max's music, it is basic, like it's as local as it gets, but it creeps up on you so much. Like even... 100%. Yeah, it has that magic power of pop music. That's what I respect about her. She really like harnesses what pop should be, which is like a song that you can't escape and you somehow just end up loving it because deep down it is genius at its most basic level, yeah. It's just exactly, it's so deeply engineered. (laughs) Like I think it was, I think it was Ross Leonardi who was like, can your fave add a song to their album last minute that has like 17 writers and four <laughs> producers. I doubt it. And yeah, this song has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven writers, oh my God. three producers. Circuit, 
is involved. <laughs> Jonas Blue is involved. Okay. It's obviously local, but I think it's hot. The thing about Ava Max is that she's doing a thing that no one else does, which is like unapologetic pop. Like nowadays, yeah, so 2000s many pop, pop. Yeah, so many pop stars are like into this idea that they have to do somehow like highbrow or like conceptual pop, or crossover, yeah. rap or rock, like which we'll talk about music. soon, right? With Miley, I know so, I'm like holding on to so many threads here. There's yeah. way more, <laughs> but yeah, I think Same. Ava Ava is one of the few, if not the only, pop star these days who is really giving like full force pop, like fully unapologetically basic. But in a way, it makes her local because she's the only one. In the, in the way, it makes her hot because she's the only one doing that nowadays. Right. I think you could easily argue that Eva Max had more impact on 2020 than Lady Gaga did. I think so. But yeah, I think it's hot in this weird convoluted way that I just explained in my head. It makes no sense, but it makes sense in the HLS universe. I'm going to go, and like, we didn't mean to mention any of these because I guess we were like asleep at the wheel for a second there. But mm-hmm. yeah. I agree with you on Ava Max, and for Ray, local as well. Local as well. Obviously. Also, we talk about how albums are becoming playlists. Mm-hmm. Calling an album Euphoric sound, Sad Song, that's the name of a playlist. That's not the name of an album. Yeah. It's like something you search in Spotify. Yeah. Seems pretty cynical. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know Ray. I don't even hate her, but it's so local, and I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Let's move on. The next thing on our playlist is probably one of the releases that made the most like headlines by headlines i mean like twitter discourse which was prisoner by miley cyrus featuring dua lipa who's had a pretty big year so it's a good collab for miley i just i'm just going to write out the bat i think it's underwhelming i listened to it and immediately i sensed this like inorganicness to it like i don't think it's a song that came out of anyone's soul but rather a song that came out of like them texting each other and be like, oh yeah, let's have a recording session. They sat down and like forced themselves to write a song. It doesn't have any sense of urgency or any sense of like being something. <laughs> I think it's an okay song and the chorus is pretty catchy or pretty like melodic. I was saying that it sounds like, let's get physical. It sounds like physical. Um, it's like prisoner, prisoner. A shocking comparison in its exactness. Yeah. yeah. It's a very lazy chorus. Yeah. The very lazy chorus, for sure. Very simple. And I wrote that the verse, I wrote this on the train when I was coming here, but the verse to chorus transition has a buildup that goes nowhere and it feels really mm. forced. So that's what I wrote about it. I don't even remember what I'm talking about, but I'm sure I was right <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I'm sure you were right, too. <laughs> for me, a perfect comparison in how like stagnant the chorus is, is a song I actually like, which is Sweet Spot by Kim Petras. Mm-hmm. That like... Sweet spot, sweet spot, (laughs) sure shot, sure shot. Like, there's so few lyrics. There's just Mm -hmm. like, like they have to say something, so they say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also such small. I do think that comes out of L.A. That's like a very L.A. writer's room. What do you mean? Thing to do when there's so many writers involved, and they just like kind of try to engineer this this like love hit or whatever. Mm -hmm. It always ends up sounding bad like mm-hmm. unless it's a hit like issues or something by julia michael they just <laughs> they just like default to repeating the word totally. as catchy which to me isn't catchy it's not necessarily it can be catchy but i think it's catchy if the melody itself the underlying melody is more impressive this one's so simple and like boring and what you said stagnant is the best way to describe it i think yeah it doesn't go anywhere but the lesbians and the femmes are loving the video 
Everything. The gays too. Stunning. Yeah. The gays love not me. Not me. Yeah, not not us. Okay, I well, will I say this. I don't mind the video, but. Okay. I will say this about Miley, specifically Miley 2020. I appreciate the commitment that she has to the era, like the concept of an era. She really goes like full on rock or full on blackface or full on like folk <laughs> with whatever Malibu or whatever. So I appreciate that she like has a sensibility to like a media mm. moment, like a media event. Right. Um, and I don't think it's the worst song. Honestly, it's not the worst. We're being harsh. It's not like, it's not like a gross song. I just think it's no. underwhelming, especially because we were hyping her up. I think last year when we were doing this these episodes with like Slide Away, and mm -hmm. I love that Mark Ronson song that she has. Nothing breaks like a heart. Essentially, I'm rooting for her, and this is to me over underwhelming. Well, the radio needs something. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. um, there's another song out recently: Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes. Oh God. Like, the radio needs something. Like, pop radio that is afraid of playing rap music needs something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's not that much out there, right? And you described the song as being just radio-ready, which I think is true. The pipeline is direct to radio, yeah. Yeah. Do you think Dua Lipa elevates, or does it even matter? I do think it or elevates. Or distracts? I think it elevates musically and, what I was saying, like, media, like... Dua Lipa is one of the most interesting, like, media figures of the year, just because she's hot, young, and, you know, like, the culture loves a hot, young girl. She's really hot, yeah. Yeah, and I think the music video, like, having them together with this, like, sort of, like, homoerotic moment is, like, yeah. elevates it a bit or makes it a bit more interesting. Musically, I think I've gone on the record as saying that Miley's, Miley's voice can just be a bit too, like, rough. Mm -hmm. So I think Dua adds a bit of sweetness to it that I think is nice. Towards the end, they're kind of, in my mind, at least battling for the vocal runs. Right. And it's a little, I mean, it's a little much. Mm -hmm. When you want melody and you're just kind of getting like yeah. howling. We've talked about this and we hate this so much in pop music, just like, yeah. 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 I love yeah. a vocal run, but not really in this genre, mm -hmm. I guess. But yeah, I think it's local. I think it's local because, again, it's an underwhelming musical piece. I also, as much as I respect her commitment to an era, I think her rock era has been corny so far. Like, her references are so easy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so we're going to do a few more songs. Speed round, the first of which is Holiday by Lil mm -hmm. Nas X. I added this. I remember I texted you one night being like, Oh, I'm so excited. Like, I was like, the song is iconic. It's great. And now I'm like, this is not that good. <laughs> Did you actually say that? I don't even remember that. <laughs> I think I messaged. I was like so stoned. Like literally the night the video come out, came out. I think I was just excited at it. Like I had a very specific, clear concept, both musically yeah. and in the video. But when yeah, you revisit yeah. it, it's like, it's like not that impressive. The styling is honestly a bit ugly. Like he looks like, mm. like he's obviously trying to look like Santa, but it's just like not a good look. I will say I like the chorus. I think it's a cute melody. That's it. He's got his ho-ho-hos. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he mentions bottoming in it. So, you right. know, we love that. <laughs> so that's what we're commenting on as a gay podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not that easy. Yeah, we don't go for cheap. We don't go for cheap gay <laughs> references. <laughs> Meanwhile, I like, I'm talking about going on a date with a finance bro. Yeah. I'll talk about Ice Coffee and it's like, if you give me a chance. Um, so anyways, yeah, I don't really have much to say about this. 
I'm always checking for Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. and I think it's like not really enough for me to comment on. I don't know what to say. It's a short song. It's not very forceful. I like that he's very like self-aware and he talks about himself. Like, there's a line where he's like, "I'm a pop star, but the rappers still respect me." At least he's sort of making this like myth of his persona, but I just think it's not that mm. interesting. Like the song is just not that interesting. Yeah. And there's a Christmas song right there. I think it's local. Local, yeah. Local, yeah. It couldn't be more local. Next song, you are saying the title by Kelly Uchis. Oh, okay, 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 I forget. Um, Te pongo mal, parentheses, prendelo. Close parentheses. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> by Kelly Uchis. Featuring. Oh, yeah, featuring Joel. Joel? 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 Sorry, I said that off the mic. Joel and Randy, who apparently are famous. They're pretty famous in the reggaeton sphere in Latin America. Okay. She just released an album that is like a really weird pivot to reggaeton, also all Spanish. My thing with Kelly Uchis has always been that she has like stylistically and visually like a very clear message that she's trying to give, but then her music is always so boringly mid-brow. Like she always collaborates with like gorillas mm. and like all this music that is, it's good music, but it's just like so <laughs> fucking boring. You know, That's like, exactly what gorillas is, yeah. Yeah, like mid-brow, middle of the road, as like, uh, harmless as it gets. Um, mm-hmm. And then she made this pivot to like reggaeton. This song is okay. I think you described it as just reggaeton. It is just like not impressive. It's not anything new. And I think she, if she continues this way, her she's just going to fade into like oblivion. Like she hasn't done anything mm. worthy of our in- attention in ages. That's scathing. Yeah. That's scathing. To me, she'll always be like, I'll always associate her with, like, the girlies that I've worked with in retail. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the people who love Caliucci's. Mm-hmm. And I can't say I've ever exactly gotten it, but I'm not mad about it. Like, I heard the song and I'm going to stream the album, you know? So. Yeah. I thought you would like her older stuff, her more, like, R&B-based stuff for her la- from her last album, Isolation. Yeah. It never read to me as R&B. Yeah, I guess it's not R&B, th- you're right. I think it is, but I, I don't know, it's... It's not really the same set of references I'm used to. And you know what? It's also more like traditional R&B, more like ballady, more like a slow. Yeah, it if is. anything, she does. Yeah. She do be singing. She do be singing a lot. Um, I know, and I like Kelly Uchis, <laughs> and I like, I like what she's offering. But I just feel like it's she needs a single. She needs a hit. I want her to like wake her up a bit and be like, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, so this is local. Local for me too. But you know my Aritzia co-workers are standing, <laughs> standing the house. Next can, up, we have... Mi- oh, sorry, what? No, I was just going to say something really rude. Of, of, like, I can picture like this specific girl you're talking about, just like slick yeah. hair pulled back with like baby hair a bit and like huge... She's white yeah. and like huge hoop ears. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Mm. You got it. Um, next up, Marina... Sons, the diamonds, man's world. Sons, the diamonds. Yeah, formerly. Man's I don't world. mind. I don't mind the subject matter. Actually, like it's oh, kind god. of the most truthful song I've heard so far today. Oh god, I I couldn't feel more differently than you. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Yeah, I, you, you knew. I added it. Yeah, yeah. It was obviously like I added it to Dragon. I think it's such a cynical like grab at like an issue that feels important, but the lyrics are so clunky and stupid. <laughs> she is clunky though she yeah like post we were, her peak of like whenever the hype machine era of her yeah. she's been clunky and that's i mean that's what she does now yeah 
there's like a line about gay guys that I don't I, I do get it, but it's like so awkward. Did you, did you about faggots? <laughs> it's something about, about like, how her fans are not loyal. No, it's about how like well, it's all about being in a man's world or whatever, the patriarchy. And then there's a line about the king of Brunei who owns a hotel and how he hates gay people. It's just like trying so hard to be political and it offers nothing musically interesting. It's just like, it sort of demands that we take it seriously just because she talks about feminism without anything to back it up. To me, it's cynical, neoliberal, identity politics, girl bossian, not even artistry, just like algorithm-generated content by Vox Media. And I'm going to give it a local. I hate you for Vox Media. Wow. <laughs> I also don't like her vocals at all. They remind me too much of Florence and the Machine. I think women are allowed to sing about, sing the words man's world without it being Vox Media. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> allowed to bitch. do that if, if like the artistry of it like reflects it if it's like an interesting contribution to the discourse this is like a repetition of talking points yeah. that started in Vox Media with yeah. no interesting melody like I think it's it's pretty cynical I mean yeah I'm not an expert it's, I shouldn't be talking on like women's relation to feminism but I just don't think that it's honest welcome to Holocaust Singles the podcast <laughs> where gay men get in the business of women we have been describing it like that a couple of times yeah that was me plagiarizing you yeah, local, easily. Um, easily. I feel like she's flailing a bit in her kind of post-peak career. Fully. And I don't really know what to tell you. I've never really stand, although that one music video is very hot. Which? So let's move on. I don't know. Okay. How to well, yeah, be a heartbreaker, I think. Right. Yeah, it's so cool. I think you diagnosed it. I think this is more than anything. It's like uh, an issue with her. She doesn't know what to do. And I think that she thought, everyone's into this. Let's like maybe get some attention from this. We gave Oof. her attention for one day and that was it. Cringe. Cringe, really, yeah. But we're going to pivot to talk about one album that came out this week. Isn't that true, Josh? Yeah, we're going to talk about Good News by Megan Thee Stallion. Was Good News Good News one? Let's start with that. Oof, don't put me on the spot first. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, this came out like two days ago, so I haven't had time to sit with it and explore it fully, but it's more like lukewarm news to me lukewarm yeah it's not a bad album uh megan the stallion has the gift of being a good rapper so she'll always yeah. be able to put out a rap song mm -hmm. i did find that <laughs> i find that in general just like didn't have any like real hooks okay also i feel like i'm not like an avid rap listener like i'm not someone who's constantly listening to rap or anything that just requires a different ear than like listening to pop music. I think when you listen to pop, you sort of like are more attuned to like hooks. You want like moments of like, I don't know. This is doesn't have that to me at all. I find, we talked about this with, I think it was Christian. We talked about, what song was it? I forget. Anyways, we talked about how her flow is gets really repetitive hmm. or has gotten really repetitive from when she debuted to now. It was Don't Stop, which was thrown on the end of this album, by the way. It's barely True. on it. This album to me has the same issue. I feel like often I find that all the songs meld together because you don't know, there's no change in the flow. And I also think like my biggest reference in rap period is Nicki Minaj, who's someone who does like insane acrobatics within one track, right? She goes like from speaking exactly. British to like, yeah. Her yeah, rapping style yeah. is so different. Also her rapping style is way more clever. Like Nicki loves a joke or like a, 
good punchline. Yeah. I don't see it here. No, I don't see it either. Yeah. What are your it's thoughts a great point. on it? I hadn't even thought of it. Yeah, I'm missing comedy, as always, in a way. I'm missing mm-hmm. comedy in this, in my media consumption. But um, I have a few thoughts, mm-hmm. a few kind of maybe even opposing thoughts. Because the first two songs are kind of about Tory Lanes. Right, yeah. Shots Fired, I think, is the name of the first track. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you know, she's kind of like flexing in the first few songs on him. And, like, I think she says, like, she, like you're no one, you're on the remix. Like, something like that. I don't know if that's referencing, but I'm sure it's referencing, like, a real remix. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, probably referencing that he doesn't have any music other than, like, maybe guest verses on remixes. Yeah, like, no yeah. hits. Yeah, exactly. exactly that's yeah. what it is. And ultimately, yeah, he's a fucking Canadian... I forgot he's like Canadian. Like, what? R&B singer slash rapper? I literally like, don't know a rapper? single... I don't know a single Tory Lane song. It is random. Like, yeah. and apparently he's, like, 5'7". Like, the whole thing is very confusing. <laughs> But that that said, like, I find, like, a huge chunk of this album super retro to me, which is to say lyrics like, look back at it, like, like, riding on it, like, Mm -hmm. all this, like, kind of boring male gazy stuff. And, like, I don't really think she sells it, to me at least. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's that side of it. There's the Tory Lane side of it. And then... Tonally dated, like, she talks about shopping a lot. Lyrically, yeah. I mean, actually, production-wise, it's all kind of sampled beats anyway, Mm -hmm. in a way that I like. That, to me, makes it kind of pop rap. But yeah, no, lyrically, I just... It's so uninteresting to me. And like you said, it's not really witty enough to sell me on it. Like, Like, I don't really know what she's talking about like i don't really know what the point is that's considering these themes have been like rapped about since lil kim like mm-hmm. i just it just sucks that like female rappers have to be so simplified and like each song is very much about one thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and like one vibe like either i'm fucking or i'm shopping mm-hmm. and that's it <laughs> like or i'm like or i'm like flexing on my haters i'm flexing on tory faggot lane you know <laughs> Anyway, that's what I've been thinking. I was just gonna, I was gonna bring up like what came up during Marina, which I think is an interesting discussion. Like we probably won't solve it today, but um, because I feel like a lot of this resurgence of like sexual rap in female rappers was like sort of came to like sex positive feminism or whatever, with like Beyonce right. being like, "I can be a feminist and enjoy sex." Yeah, which is so true. I feel like in a way, yeah, it's true. So in a way, that comes from that. But I think that what you're getting at is how just repetitive it has become. Right. Maybe? I think it's because there are so few female rappers, ultimately, and Mm. they have their songs about fucking and twerking or whatever a few years ago. Yeah, twerking low-key fell off. Yeah, Yeah. and then they'll have their male-featured verses that Mm -hmm. are talking about the other side of fucking. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's what this was for all along. Like, if you listen to the album, it really feels like it was leading up to Go Crazy featuring Big Sean and 2 Chains, mm-hmm. which is just them. It's actually one of my favorite songs. Like, the beat is amazing. <laughs> it is a pretty Go good Go Crazy one, actually, is amazing. Yeah. 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 It's like the Jackson 5 is the sample. Every song is like a wacky sample. But then even in the 2 Chains verse, he's talking about how easily he'll, like, crop her out on Instagram and, like, change the caption. So it's all, like, so toxic. Right. It's either toxic or it's about, like, cucking men. There's a lot about cucking men, yeah. It just all sucks. Like, like to me, I hate the entire vibe. Yeah. I really do. 
I think you got at the core of this issue. I also came out of it thinking, I don't know what she's rapping about. I don't know what the message or the concept, not that every album needs a concept, but it, you come out of it, it doesn't stand out, stand apart from anything other than it's already out there because it has no clear message. It's just, yeah, right. it's more of like the same tropes that we've been having for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, also, it's like, you have a small dick. I don't need yeah. you. I'll move on to the next one. And I, it's like, I don't think people think men will listen to female rap unless they're being actively cucked. And I kind of think it's probably true. Yeah, maybe. You know? Which is interesting. I, I, feel, like, I feel like guys would it's, listen to like a rapper who was like more romantic, maybe. No? Like well, a female rapper. She does have the songs where like she's actively fucking the listener. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, all the tropes are there. Yeah. I also find a lot that, that what she does a lot is like, I'm not I'm not a poet, so I don't know what the people call this, but you know how like in a verse, like there's lines within a verse and every line she, or not every line, but she often finishes with like baby or bitch. There's a song where a whole verse ends with bitch. So she just rhymes bitch with bitch over yeah, and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, it's just like, me it's just like lazy because you're not, you're not actually rhyming things. You're just saying bitch at the end of every line. That's not, that's, that's not funny. rhyming. I mean, I do have favorites. Like, like I said, I love Go Crazy. I really like What's New. I love that song. Mm -hmm. The SZA one's okay. It's, it's like, okay. It's a bit too chaotic. Yeah, a lot of the songs are super high tempo, which is interesting for a rap album. Yeah. But I find they like end really quickly because they're so high tempo. Right, right, right. So they all kind of, I think in another era, would have been interludes, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of them are like just over two minutes. My favorite, and I think this just shows how like pop oriented I am. I like the one with City Girls. It is a lot of what you said, just like crazy sexual, like just like sexual tropes. But I think it's funny because it's like a group of girls getting together and just being messy. Yeah. So it works on that front. And I like uh, Don't Rock Me to Sleep, which is the most pop out oh, of all the so albums. It's so pop. Yeah. But I feel like I couldn't it, do that one. It's like the only one where there's like a melodic hook. There's a, like, that's a, true. Yeah. It's the only one that has like a musical moment that feels entertaining to me. Does that make sense? That one and Body, I had to skip. Those were my only two skips. Body, Audi, 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 yeah. Audi, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually didn't mind Endlessly. that at all I like, liked it for that reason because I was like, at least there's like something I can attach myself to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I do genuinely like Go Crazy, but the like Instagram, it's, the lyric is like very manipulative and <laughs> it's not odd to me. I think like under your like personal distaste, there's a real thing about how just trope oriented this album is like it doesn't bring mm. anything new it just feels like a lot of the tropes that have been used over and over like even there's to me the worst crime lyrically is the one where she talks about carolyn baskin like the <laughs> the lady from tiger king it's just like no, any meme lyricism no 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 instantly dated instantly dated that's why I, what i dislike about beyonce's recent songwriting it's all about like Take Me to Red Lobster, OnlyFans is just so mm. meme-oriented to try and get that, like, media bit, that, like, news story, but it's not right. it's not good. We can talk about the cover of Good News, too. Mm -hmm. She's been using this alternate version of, like, her in a skin-tight, like, newspaper print look, latex. And she's been using that picture everywhere but the cover itself. You know the one I mean, right? No, I don't think so, actually. Go on her Spotify page. And it's in two places on her Spotify page and the her front like, page. Her like uh, 
profile picture. Yeah, it's like a sky background, and she's yeah, wearing yeah, a white yeah, with black print latex suit. And then, meanwhile, the cover itself is like yeah. literally hard to explain on a podcast. It like makes no sense. Yeah. She's in some kind of like glass box, maybe. It's really weird. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, like a Barbie box, maybe or something. It, yeah, maybe that's. No, I don't think it's that, but it looks like that. I mean, it makes no fucking sense. Like, it gave me. It's giving me reputation by Taylor Swift. Well, 100%, yeah. yeah. But she could have really elevated it with this, like, rodeo latex. It look. looks so it's much better. Latex look. That look it looks so much better. The look is a good look, an interesting look. The cover is so ugly. And I think it's work that, where she does say she's going to ride it like a rodeo. Oh, right. And in a way, that's, like, cute enough that I'm down with the sex <laughs> reference, you know? Mm-hmm. I understand that I do sound 80 years old, again, <laughs> so don't tell me that. <laughs> I do understand that it sounds like we're insults who hate sex. But <laughs> yeah. But I, I do, like, demand a different kind of stimulation. Like, yeah, you know, I like, I need something going on there. I need yeah. something. I mean, I shouldn't be speaking because earlier I said how much I love Nikki and all that Nikki raps about these days is, is her pussy. She but, does, yeah. Yeah, but Nikki has had enough... Or like a big enough career of like actual witty and interesting lines that we can excuse her that. This is Megan's debut album. That's, I think, what's a bit, it's not mm. a bad album, but what's a bit underwhelming is that this is her debut album, even though she's had like a thousand mixtapes, so it hardly feels like it. Yeah. But Megan is such a figure that we all love. I think the gays love her. It's like culture just mm-hmm. loves her because she's a good rapper. She's an interesting mm-hmm. person, has good looks. And to me, this is like not, an artistic statement that I'm impressed by at all. Artistically, I'm just not impressed. She's from like Texas or something, right? Or am mm-hmm. I making that up? No, you're. you're so it's like, so it's like, yeah, like use the cowboy hat one. Mm-hmm. Like go with that. Like yes, Lil Nas X has been rodeo for a while, but like not really. I think she did it first, even yeah. So just like pick, like pick something. I don't know. Yeah. Give me something. Yeah. And good news is like this wasn't good news. Yeah. No. <laughs> Like, you're shitting on Tory Lanez for part of it, and then Big Sean's being a dick in an otherwise good song. Like, mm. I'm not convinced overall. And then there's the um, Beyonce remix, but that came out ages ago. Like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. So it's local, right? I think it's local. Everything has been local today, but I think it is local. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Has actually everything been local? I think so, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm wasn't Ava sure. Max hot of all things? Oh yeah, but that was a stretch. That was me saying that it's hot because it's so local. So <laughs> yeah, like circles around. <laughs> but what, how do you what feel? Can I say? Well, how do you feel about Megan as a whole? Are you are you a fan? Have you been a fan of her music? Or I can't say I've ever loved a song. Right. I liked Savage, but I mean, kind of who didn't? Who didn't? Yeah. No, I need a I need a hook. I Maybe think that's it. I think her first, I, th- I guess, mixtape, which was called Tina Snow, has really good moments in it that are far more impressive than this album. Right. Oops. So if you want to listen, if you want to get into her, listen to that one. And maybe I will. Yeah. I did, however, listen to Cecile Believe's EP mm-hmm. called Plucking a Cherry from the Void. So we're back to singles. Cecile Believe, we've learned a lot about Cecile Believe recently, haven't we? Well, I was shocked to find out that she's Mozart's sister. Daughter? <laughs> what Sis- Mo- Mozart's... She has a an alias, so yeah. regardless of what her name is, she's all over Sophie Productions, she's all over H.E. Right. Cook Productions, 
She's on 7G by A.G. Cook, in fact, on the song... She's on Show Me What, which is a standout from 7G. Right. The thing about this artist, which is... Because her name used to be Mozart's for certain hours, as you'll believe. I think she, she used to be, like... Not to bring back Blue Hawaii, but she used to be that kind of figure in the Montreal music scene. The sort of, like, people who hung around after Grimes, like... Sort of like Arbutus, Arbutus. I think she was signed to Arbutus, I'm pretty sure. Like Arbutus-related artist who well, kind of yeah. got famous on the coattails of Grimes. But then after she left Montreal, they sort of didn't get their own. They didn't break out on their own. Mm-hmm. So to me, I've always had that sort of like negative association with her. And I was shocked to find out that she firstly mm-hmm. changed her name and that she's yeah. such a like PC music figure i didn't know that at all she associated with the right people yeah yep she's like half of the songs on oil of the pearls insides or whatever mm-hmm. sophie is actually cecile believe singing crazy yeah both lead and background vocals yeah exactly yeah somehow she didn't exploit that enough i feel like you know <laughs> she should have made well that. it's like i don't think she was credited so i don't really yeah. think it's her fault yeah you're right um, just another woman being fucked over in the industry. <laughs> Literally, though, that is what that is, despite it being by Sophie. But the song that you put on the playlist, Bitch Bites Dog, I really liked it. I really, really was into it. Bitch Bites Dog, yeah, yeah. It's the most kind of bombastic song from the EP. Okay. And the whole EP kind of leads up to it. It, like, builds in a really nice way, I think. Oh, interesting. And the rest of it is more chill, but this song is, in my mind at least... I mean, it has the, like, Britney vocals a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I really think if Slater was smart, she would have expanded her mind and become <laughs> this song. She would have opened <laughs> her third eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, like, just, like, tried a new lyric for once, you know what I mean? Literally. We'll get to that, but yeah. We sure will. Yeah. But this is, yeah, it's great. I love this song. I really like it. I was pretty shocked by it because it works, like, at a visceral level. Like, it's very poppy, melodically, even though mm-hmm. it's such a strange production. That's yeah. that's the music I love when the production is crazy, but then it hits me at like like a visceral level. So I really enjoyed it. And I think it's definitely hot. I mean, it would be a stretch to describe this song as local. I did mention this next artist, though, mm-hmm. in my description of Cecile Believe, and it is Slater with Throatzilla. Throatzilla. There's three A's on that, by the way. As there are three Y's in her name. Right. That's true. We've talked about Slater like a year ago when she came out with that album. And I think we were pretty positive about her. She really had like an interesting voice back then. This, I don't like right. at all. I wrote down a bad Charlie XCX song with cupcake lyrics. Oh, man. So there, to me, that's there's like... not wrong. That's not wrong. It's, there's also like no Slater there because musically it sounds like Charlie. Lyrically, it sounds like cupcake. Worse later. I don't even hate it. I don't know. Whatever. It grew on me recently. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I'm into throat fucking (laughs) as a topic to hear in my earbuds, right? But there's something to it. Like, it is produced by Guppy, famously Tony Hawk's son. And it's like kind of, I mean, it's kind of a a beautiful production, really, if you listen to it. Despite it being about throat fucking, like I said previously, just moments ago. (laughs) But yeah, do we need Slater to continue this trope of like raunchy fuck Bobs, maybe not in a pandemic, maybe not. I think she could expand <laughs> her like that, themes, but I, I, I mean, I kind of like it honestly. It took me, it took me however long it's been since it came out to grow on me, really. And it has officially started to grow. 
this is our disagreement for the day. I like can't stand it. Even production wise, I think it's so boring. It's like too yeah. it's too Charlie. It's too that. Like I don't think it's interesting. Too much. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a local. I mean, am I gonna call it Todd? No, I'm not. I'm gonna call it local. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you. But I do like it. I do like it too. It does seem like people are leaning on what they're good at. Yeah. At this very point in history, that's happening. And we can't blame them, right? I guess not. I guess not. Okay. The next one is Rico Nasty O-H-F-R, which is Oh For Real. Oh For Real? Oh For Real. I fucking love this song. It's produced by Dylan Brady. Um, And it has like, it's like everything that I wanted from a Megan album in terms of like the writing of it. Like the chorus has such clear cut rhyming that actually is rhyming, not just repeating the same word. Yeah. And like, obviously not like super clever, but in a way that works, I think it's really, and then the production is really interesting. I mean, I, I love Gex. Well, not all of Gex, but I love the production of this. The production sounds are crazy. And then lyrically, I think it works really well. I really like it. And I love Rico's na- Rico Nasty singing. It's so fucking crazy. Or like rapping. So. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, her, her voice is just like, who the fuck would think this would work? Absolutely. But it works. I know, some innovation for the group chat. Finally. Exactly. I totally agree with you. It's a two-minute song. And I didn't think I would because I've been finding her a little bit annoying recently with her mm-hmm. other releases and like her verse on the ringtone remix I have never really gravitated to. Oh, really? You know, but like when she's like left to her own mm-hmm. kind of world, I really like what happens. Right. And Oh For Real is... Oh For Real? The real... Deal. It's really catchy. It's, it's a really, really great song. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the Kali Uchis album, by the way. I saw that, yeah. yeah. That song is better than the one I posted on the playlist. Uh, but it's so oh, yeah. not that good. But I was going to say that I actually love Ringtone. Or is it iPhone? I mean iPhone. No, ring, oh, you're talking about ring, uh, Ringtone, right? Different songs. Similar text. Different songs. Similar subject different matter. Song. Yeah, I love iPhone. But yeah, I can see what you're talking about Rico. Rico gets Rico can get, get annoying, but I think what you said when you said innovation is the T. Like she's she just has such a particular thing that I enjoy when she does it well. So she's hot today. She's hot tomorrow. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> like faggots, we switch. Speaking of rap, how's that for a transition? <laughs> really good one. No, speaking of like a bizarre cross-section of PC music and rap, which has weirdly been this entire episode. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Something really weird happened last week, which is that Future and Lil Uzi, or sorry, Lil Uzi had a deluxe version of Pluto, oh fuck these words, Pluto (laughs) times Baby Pluto Deluxe. Came out. Mm-hmm. Is anyone still listening? Yeah. Like, what did you say? <laughs> this is why we never delve into straight guy rap. It's, it's like it's just not our. Lil Uzi is so annoying with his deluxe editions. Actually, yeah. Really? But anyways, there's a song called "Because of You" by Future and him. It was produced by these like Japanese guys, right? Called "Say it With Me" Hyper Pop. That's the collaboration name, <laughs> Hyper Pop. And if you look on their Instagram, they're like going into jets and stuff, and like they have their Rolexes and whatever the fuck. They have their Rolexes, and they're fucking fugly. But anyways, they're doing well. And they're doing well because I guess they've caught on somehow in the production scene. And this song, Because of You, is literally unlicensed Me For You by Danielle Harrell. Mm -hmm. 
And, like, no one can really explain how it happened. Yeah. That's the weirdest part. But, like, to hear Future sing over it is just so surreal to the point where I could drop dead. What ever happened to the shit that you posted? Like, Umru or whatever, complaining about my it? My very first, my fleet. very first fleet, exactly, on Twitter was about this. And it was because Umru, who's, like, a PC music-adjacent fucking straight twink or whatever tweeted that it was a li- an unlicensed cover of Me For You. And really, that is what it is. But then he deleted that tweet, which ruined my fleet, because it <laughs> deleted that whole slide on my fleet. But anyways, I think what happened was they were in the talks to get it licensed last minute. Like, I think, ultimately, it was like a splice pack or something. Like, right. lately, all these producers are just, like, stealing samples, you know? Like... No one really knows where stuff comes from anymore because it's all like loot packs and whatever the fuck and like outsourced production. So they didn't know until it was almost too late that it was a real song mm-hmm. by Danielle Harrell. And I mean, on Instagram, Hyperpop, the, the production group said that the labels are in talk okay. to license it. But it was that like very rap thing of sample the thing and ask later. Right. You know, like that happens often, I think. Frap is famously much more, maybe not, like his early rap was much more like sample based. I feel like rap, early rap invented sampling and then now it pop did, does yeah. it, yeah. Using now and asking later is not nice. Because yeah. I think it like forces the hand of the person they're sampling. It's kind of hard to say no after the fact. Exactly, like the bargaining is off the table, like it's been done. Yeah, you're right. And every once in a while, you'll see, like, a deleted Spotify song, like, when it's grayed out, you know? And I think that's usually when... I think, like, Nice For What or something was grayed out oh, really? Drake. Like, there's there's always a fucking Drake song, because he's always sampling weird UK stuff. No, it's not Nice For What, but it was something like that. Anyways, long story short, AJ Cook and Danielle Harrell will get paid, so don't lose sleep over it, you know? I mean, yeah, they're fine, but... <laughs> They're fine, yeah. I mean, Future and Lil Uzi are better in terms of financially, I'm sure, but... I'm sure, yeah. It's a decent song. Like, there's there's a bop aspect yeah. to it, for sure. But it's a little annoying, I'll be honest. What did you think of the song itself, because of you? Okay, I, I barely listened. I have a problem with Atlanta, or not Atlanta, but like post-Future rap. The Young Thug, Lil Uzi. Mm. To me, it all sounds the same. I think That's, it's just a matter of not being like, like when you don't listen to techno and it all sounds the same to you, but once you start listening to techno, you realize that it actually, the songs are very different. I haven't delved right. into that universe. So I'm still at a point where like, it just doesn't make an impact in me. So I like, I have no, any opinion that I have this song yeah. will not come from a place of expertise or anything interesting. It's a, that should go without yeah, saying. It's a yeah, song that same. exists and it is surely out there. It has been released. I will tell you that. Okay, iconic take. <laughs> yeah, the album has 24 songs on it. Like, it's for it's for numbers more than it is for, like, statements, right. I would say. Yeah. My favorite, I've listened to it, though, and my favorite songs are the emotional ones, and this is right. one of them. I'm just, like, so sick of, like, shopping. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't fucking care about your car. Not to sound like Lord. <laughs> yeah, I was literally gonna just gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> like basically racist, but <laughs> yeah. give me something new. I feel Billy Eilish got in trouble for that recently too. Oh, really? That's I remember that actually. Even though she has like a huge black and yeah. 
But it's like, do I want to hear a song called Stripes Like Burberry? Actually, yeah, I do want to. <laughs> so I am a hypocrite, but... I mean, I will agree with you, though. I, I do demand, that... like, the Rico Nasties of the world to get more successful because yeah. this is getting a little much. I think it gets annoying when, like, like all a rapper does is name brands. I don't think there's anything artistically innovative to that. And you're allowed to, you're allowed to like, enjoy the song while recognizing that it's just not a good, like, it's not impressive if you're just, like, doing Fendi, yeah. Fenty. Wow, what a good rap impression. I love that. Fendi, Fenty, baby. <laughs> Lick my pussy, baby. Like that. <laughs> That's hot. That could, that could work. <laughs> Let me come over. I'll bring my recording set up. <laughs> I think smash. it's sung twice this episode. <laughs> but yeah, so that... Um, let's go with local. If you steal a PC music sample, that's fucking yeah, local. You're local. Girl. They really flopped that. To me, they seem old. They are old. Is he in Future? Yeah. Especially Future. Are old men. Especially Future, yeah. Yeah, because Future is, is someone who, I mean, I recognize like he has a huge impact in music. He has like, probably right. one of the biggest impacts in the 2010s because he has so many like copycats. He does, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But he Even like Charlie not, sounds like him sometimes. Yeah, no, totally. Like literally like five in the morning. And he came with a very particular sound, but he's not very versatile. So I think his shtick mm. is getting old and I don't know how he's, like he doesn't know how to adapt to it maybe. So it's local. All that to say, yes, it does sound, he does sound like he's old. And that's okay. Old is valid. We love our elders. Yeah. But you know what? That's all of our songs. We had some cuts that we are, in quotation marks, not going to talk about, but we will right now. We're about to talk about them. <laughs> there was like a 303 comeback with 100 gecks, yeah. which we honestly couldn't bear. We couldn't, we couldn't stomach even, it. No. I feel like in a way, Gex needs to take itself, themselves more seriously. Like, I get that being aloof is their thing, but that song is just like, no. Ew. It's just not. Bad. It's just bad. It's just bad, yeah. I mentioned Shawn Mendes and Justin Bieber. That's straight for radio as well. Huge song. We didn't discuss it, but please be warned that it's going to be playing in your radio, on your yeah. like on the radio for the next six months, maybe more. You're going to be hearing it for the next few years, ambiently, yeah. for sure. So we wanted to spare you <laughs> one, one time, so you won't listen to it in this podcast. I just noticed the title on Spotify is Monster Brackets Sean Mendez and Justin Bieber <laughs> by Sean Mendez, comma Justin Bieber. <laughs> it's like that more SEO. That meme that was like Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs in collaboration with Mark Jacobs. Yeah, I guess it is all SEO. Yeah, more search engine optimization, just like <laughs> Euphoric side songs. Yeah. At this point, we don't need AI because everyone's operating on such an AI level of just Literally. like typing in what they want to like the nearest search box. That's honestly such a profound take that you just said that. And I feel like it's going to get lost in the midst of all our bullshit. In, but like, the, in like the 70th minute of yeah, this podcast. Because we're, we all always talk about like AI is going to like affect or destroy the world. But in a way, we've already become AI. We all think in right. like algorithmic terms. Right. There's a thesis right there, Josh. You should explain Going that. master's. Like a, a, like a literal master's thesis, yeah. A little master's thesis? <laughs> That's because I'm 5'9". The little I said, li I said literal. I said literal. Oh. <laughs> little master's. <laughs> little master's. That's a good rap name. <laughs> little, little master's, master's thesis. Very funny. <laughs> I feel like that's he's like featured on the Jimothy Lacoste album yeah. or something, you know? Like little logic. Masters. Ew. <laughs> okay, you took it somewhere I don't like. <laughs> I'm it. thinking of like intellectual rap. Funny. Like 
like Logic and Chance the Rapper featuring Macklemore. Bowmaster. Yeah, Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Ryan Lewis? He was smexy. He was go? not. You're fucked up. Oh, come on. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> yes. The me I'm Googling. No, Josh. No, don't Google him. <laughs> not, not here. <laughs> not now. No, you're right. He's obviously an, uh, uh, a handsome fellow. In a way. That's pretty much it. I mean, Brie Runway had a little EP out. Mm-hmm. She says the N-word with a hard R, which I was like, Good oh. for her. <laughs> like, woke up to that, you know? Uh, Bad Gal has a decent reggaeton song that's pretty good I featuring like a boring man. It's good, yeah, but Juanca. I hate the men she works with. It's so fucking boring. Yeah. There's uh, The Weeknd hopped on a Maluma track. I think that was really interesting, like star power wise. Literally, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. It's The Weeknd's year and we're living in it. I'm going to end off with like a couple songs we didn't mention, but that I actually really like. Hmm. And it's. um. Sega Bodega and Laps, Lapsley, Lapsley. Mm. She's like Scandinavian of some kind. It's called Make mm. You Stay. All these songs we're going to put on a playlist for the episode, by the way, even the ones we quote didn't talk about. But yeah, it's great. I love when Sega produces and doesn't sing so much. I just, yeah, I really like it. <laughs> it's shady. We've said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah, you, you've said it. I, I didn't agree with you. And then finally, this song I love. Oh, I love. It's called Back to the Streets. It's Saweetie and Janae Aiko. Mm-hmm. I really love it. It's it kind of like the entire premise is about how they like go through their men so quickly. It's like putting a dog no. on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like throwing the dog onto the street. It's called Back to the Streets. And it's a simple bop. Like, I really do recommend it. It's more R&B than Saweetie's ever been. I love it. Right. It's very up Joshy's alley. Um, up and speaking Joshy's of, hole and around Joshy's the corner. Hole. And speaking of my hole, I like the Billie Eilish song. Which we mentioned a bit with the girlies last week, yeah. Yeah, no, the not this song. song, though. Yeah, the mall song, right, here, right, yeah. It's probably one of her weakest songs, but I'm becoming, like, with Billie, like, I'm with Lana, like, anything they do. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah. Lana, Lana released the cover. Did you see that? I did see it. Yeah, it's, it's happening. Cringe. <laughs> it's starting. Lana's doing anything in her power to make me cringe, but I just yeah. respect her. Yeah. Um, I love seeing it, it happen in real time. It was for charity, okay? There was also a PM Mia cover of Love Fool by the Cardigans, <laughs> yeah. but it's like EDM. It's a long story. I can't really get into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to start with like PM Mia's career, like from the second she was born till today. That's an entire damn episode that I'm yeah. willing to do, by the way, as a stan. <laughs> Two listeners will tune in for that one because no one knows who PM Mia is. She used yeah. to be besties with Kylie Jenner. I don't know what happened with that. She goes through friends fast, though, Kylie. Kylie, yeah, for sure. I made up a stan group name for PM Mia. It was La Familia. <laughs> <laughs> Like Amelia. <laughs> Couple capital letters in there. PMEA sort of confirms that thesis that I once disagreed with. I forget a writer, a music writer that said that girlies today were like making up names that sounded like apps. Yeah. Like Dua Lipa, Rita Ora, PMEA. And at the time I was like, those are just their names. They're fucking Albanian. This is yeah. just like what they're called. But PMEA kind of also proves that. That's it to be. so <laughs> deeply stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. What are you? What is your smash of the week? We probably have going to have the same one. Maybe mine is definitely Rico Nasty. Out of the ones we actually discussed, I think mine is Rico Nasty. Yeah, 
Oh, for real? To be honest, like the one I've been listening to most, we didn't really talk about. What is it? It's Back to the Streets. Okay. And Sega Bodega too, yeah, Make You Say. But no, especially Back to the Streets, I love it. That's your smash? That's my smash. It feels a bit wrong to have a smash that we didn't even discuss, though. I know, but I'll allow, but I'll allow it. What can you do? <laughs> I'll allow it just this time. But yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Juan, I hope to see you shortly. But listener, we'll see you next week on Patreon. Oh, yeah. So if you're not already on Patreon, there's extended cuts of the past couple months of episodes. There's tons of bonus episodes. Mm. And that will continue to be the case. So subscribe. Get more. It's like what the comparison that they always make is like if you bought us one coffee, one coffee for both of us to split a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even, not even like a drink, just a, a coffee, uh, not even a fancy coffee shop, but like sort of mid-tier coffee shop. Think about it. $5 a month. That's nothing. Starbucks Reserve. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And stay sane. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I'll be back. Bye. Bye.